What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello and welcome to another World Cup edition of the Dream Team Professor podcast. In this episode, we're going to look at the top players to target from the remaining semi-final fixtures, Argentina versus Croatia and France versus Morocco. We're going to do a quick preview of each fixture with the probable lineups and the current top point scorers from these teams. And then we're going to move on to a quick team update to show how my vlog team is doing. So let's begin. So at this point in the tournament and the game, the semi-finals, a lot of your strategy is going to depend on how many transfers you've got remaining, how many players are remaining in your squad, your position in your mini leagues or your position in the overall rankings if you're having a really good time. Um, so transfers remaining, obviously a lot of people now are really struggling for transfers. There's been a lot of surprises like Spain, Brazil and Portugal all going out to teams that you probably expected them to win against. So that's one thing to consider. If you've got a lot left, you've got a lot more freedom and a lot more choice. But if you're getting quite low, you might want to take a lot less risks or just choose one team to go with. So it just depends on how much you've got left. And players remaining in your squad as well. A lot of people are in a situation now where they've actually got less transfers remaining than the players they have eliminated in their squad. So that's one thing to consider as well. And then your position in the mini leagues and overall rankings. At this point, you might start to look at if you're winning your mini leagues, you might start to look at blocking people below you, trying to predict what they do and counter it. Or if you're falling quite behind, maybe you're in second and third in a paid league and you might want to boost up there, you might want to start to take more risks. So these are all things that you might want to consider. So when talking about strategy, I also wanted to mention the third place playoff. So when the two semi-finals happen, the two losers from these games will play each other for the third place playoff. Um, and I've read through the rules and it basically doesn't specify that this counts, but it basically says all World Cup fixtures between the start date and end date are eligible for point scoring. So the third place playoff is going to count for the point scoring. Um, and I was under the impression that I might want, not want to consider these fixtures when planning my moves. But actually I wanted to, because the reason why I thought that was because I assumed that these teams would look to rest players and that the third place playoff probably wasn't that prestigious. But now as the tournament's gone on um, and you see Croatia are there, Morocco are there, I think these are teams that probably will want to win that. Um, and then when you look at France and Argentina as well, you've got Mbappe, Giroud, Messi, uh, who are all up there for potentially winning the golden boot. So I have a feeling that if any of these teams do lose in the semi-final, say Argentina losing the semi-final, um, and Messi's quite close to winning the golden boot, there's no way he's rested for that game. He is going to want to win the golden boot. So I'm looking at his third place fixture as almost like a second lifeline. I think that you could potentially get some points from this. And I've gone back and dug out the England versus Belgium um, third place playoff match that took place last World Cup. And I wanted to just have a look at the um, starting lineups for this game just to see how seriously Eva took it. Now, it's hard to kind of remember what the best squad was at the time. But, I mean, England have got Harry Kane playing. They've got Sterling. They've got Trippier there. Um, Stones, Maguire, Pickford. It does look like a pretty strong lineup, almost the first lineup. Um, and then for Belgium, they've got Lukaku, De Bruyne, Hazard, Courtois in goal. So I'm going to go 
it's a risk, but I'm going to go out there and say that I think that these teams could potentially go full strength unless there's any injury concerns or risks that they might not want to take. So this, again, is something to consider when you're bringing in players from these semi-final games. There's a good chance that they might, even if they lose, go on to play another fixture. Starting with Argentina, I've got the Who Scored lineup in the top right corner. And this is quite interesting. So you've got Martinez in goal, Molina at right back, Romero, Otamendi, but then you've got Tagliafico at left back. Now this is because you've got Acuna and Montiel both suspended. So they were both booked in the group stages and then they were both not uh, both booked in the game against the Netherlands as well. So they're suspended for the next game. Um, actually, they're quite unlucky because after the quarterfinal games take place, all of the yellow cards are completely reset again. Um, but because they were booked in that Netherlands game, they both missed the next one. So Montiel and Acuna both suspended. So Tagliafico in at left back. Um, that leaves really the best defensive options, in my opinion, as Molina at right back at 3.5 million. He's got 18 points in total, one goal and one assist. Um, but I actually quite like Otamendi as an option. So 4 million is a little bit more expensive, but I think he's been Argentina's most solid defender throughout this tournament. Um, he's almost had a 7 rating in every game. Um, 6.9 against Saudi Arabia, where they lost, which was really unlucky for him. Um, but then a 7 rating for every game up until the Netherlands game, um, where he got quite a low rating, but they did concede two goals in that one. But he's had a pretty good tournament. So Molina's on 18 and Otamendi's on 15. But really, the bit that surprised me about Otamendi is that I was kind of expecting Romero and Lissandro Martinez to be the starters for this tournament. But it's actually been Otamendi who's been the mainstay and Romero and Lissandro just keep rotating. So back onto Emi Martinez then at 4 million. Um, and you've got France and Argentina who are probably the favourites to go through. But I think Martinez is much more appealing than Hugo Lloris, for example. Um, France haven't kept a clean sheet all tournament and Martinez has been pretty impressive throughout, apart from that first game. Um, and I really like him as an option. Um, he's quite a confidence player. Having seen him at Arsenal um, and even playing for Argentina, he's one of these players that you really want on your side for a shootout. And after making those saves against Holland, he was so pumped up. He gave quite a strong interview afterwards as well. And he's, where he's one of these sort of confidence keepers, I do think that after this, he could potentially be on really good form going into these final few games. So I'm going to back him. Um, and then also one thing to add is um, Livkovic from Croatia. He's had back-to-back -back penalty shootouts now. And he got star man in both of those games. So I'm wondering um, whether or not they do get another penalty shootout. If Martinez can make a couple saves in that, there's a chance that he could get star man. He hasn't so far, but that's pretty much because Messi stole the show in those games. So that covers the back line. Then you've got McAllister, Enzo Fernandez, and DePaul in midfield. Um, McAllister and Fernandez are both 2.5, and they've both been doing pretty well. But Enzo Fernandez has got a goal and an assist, and he's on 13 points. So at 2.5, he's a good option to consider if you're looking for someone cheaper. You've got Alvarez, Messi and Di Maria up front, but I can't really see past Messi at 7.5 million. There's not many premium assets left, Mbappe and Messi are pretty much the only two. Um, Messi's on four goals, two assists and three star man awards, and he's had a rating in every single game. Challenging for golden boot, and I think that if they don't happen to win this game, going on to the third place playoffs, if he's still in with a chance, there's every chance that he's going to be trying to win the um win the golden boot in that third place playoff as well so I'm pretty sure you're going to get good game time out of him 
Giroud's on four, Mbappe's on five, so it's all to play for still in that. Then on to Croatia, and like Morocco, um, I didn't fancy him in the last round, but they just keep proving time and time again that they're doing a really good job in this tournament. And, well, Croatia made the final last time as well, so we could even end up with a France-Croatia final again. So with Croatia, I think their defence has probably been their biggest strength so far. Um, and their starting lineup from who scored um, is looking like it'll be um, Livakovic in goal, Juranovic at right back, Lovren, Gavardiol and Sosa. Um, Sosa played the last game but he was ill the game before that but he did look quite good against Brazil. Um, then in midfield you've got Modric, Brozovic, Kovacic, Pasalic at right wing, Petkovic up front and Perisic at left wing. Um, so you've got the keeper who's 3 million. Um, he's their top point scorer at the minute with 29 points and he's got two star man awards so far which I just mentioned from those penalty shootout games. Um, and he's actually the favourite. Um, I was looking at the odds and he's the favourite to win Golden Glove at this World Cup as well. So he could be an option if maybe if you're not fancying Martinez or Lloris, he could be a really good option there. And if they do go out in this game, um, say it does go to the favourites and Argentina go through and France go through, you've got um, Croatia versus Morocco, which could be quite a low scoring game as well. So two good defences. So, I mean, he could get a clean sheet in that one. So he is someone to consider. Then Sosa, who I mentioned at 2.5, um, a very attacking uh, defensive player. Um, and like I said, he was pretty good in that Brazil game and has been pretty good throughout the tournament. He's on a 6.9 average rating, so not bad at all, um, and 16 points. Then you've got Modric, who actually has been really disappointing. I keep tipping him along the way, but um, he's actually got five points so far this tournament. Doesn't make their um, list of top point scorers, which is pretty much dominated by defenders, actually. But 4.5 million, he has only got five points, but again, he's on all set pieces, and I feel like they could be due a penalty. So he is the penalty taker. Um, you'll see a bit later, but I'm going to put him in my team. I just, just have a feeling he's going to get a penalty. And across these two fixtures, there's a very good chance that he gets a return. Then Perisic at 4 million, who I have had in a few teams. Um, quite expensive, but he plays in that left wing attacking role. Um, one goal, two assists for him. And you've got Gavardiol and Lovren, um, two centre-backs who are not always that appealing really to choose. But Lovren's on 25 points, so that's pretty crazy, averaging five points a game. Um, and then Gavardiol has been absolutely brilliant. He's only on 19 points, but he's been really impressive this tournament. So I'm not really liking the, the um, centre-back options that much. I think with Sosa being 2.5, I think that makes a bit more sense. But still, the points the points don't really lie. And 25 points and 19 points are very good. Then on to France versus Morocco. France, who uh, yeah knocked us out of the uh, World Cup in the last game. I think when I did the predictor um, World Cup predictor in one of my earlier videos, I think France knocking out England was probably one of the only predictions I made that actually came true. So I jinxed us there, definitely. I didn't predict Morocco to get this far or Croatia to get this far as well. So a bit disappointed with that. But um, France have got who scored predicting that they'll have an unchanged lineup. So Lloris in goal, Kunde at right back, Varane, Upamecano and Hernandez as the defenders. Rabiot, Tuchemeni, um as the holding midfielders. Then you've got Griezmann, Dembele, Mbappe and Giroud. Um, so unchanged potentially. Um, France haven't kept a clean sheet all tournament. Um, and as much as I quite like the um, 
defensive options they've got. That was quite a standout stat, really. But um, we'll start the other end. So Mbappe at 7.5. You've got to have him in your team, I think, if you've got enough transfers. And now, now down to the semi-final, and Argentina and France are the two big sides. Um, you haven't really got that many options for choosing the premium strikers. So it's quite quite possible that you can afford to get Mbappe, Messi and one other. So yeah, 48 points for him, five goals and two assists. Um, and yeah, like I said previously, I expect him to be going for the golden boot. So worst case scenario, if they do lose to Morocco, which the way Morocco are doing maybe is entirely possible, um, I expect him to go on to play that third place playoff game as well. So yeah, I think you're, you're safe picking Mbappe. And similar with Giroud, actually. So he's got four. Uh, he's got four goals so far, twenty nine points, and he's been a threat all tournament. And obviously, we saw that in the last game. French side seems to play to his strengths. Um, so I like this Messi, Giroud, Mbappe front three if you can afford it. Then Griezmann. I'm not so keen on this move myself, but he has had a really good tournament. Um, he's five point five million. Um, he's got three assists, two star man awards, and he's had four ratings out of five games. So that's pretty impressive in terms of who scored ratings and he's their third highest point scorer with 27 um for me he's not someone i want to put in my team but i can imagine uh, i can make up plenty of reasons why you would want him in your team then looking at back at that defense so obviously the the fact they've had no clean sheets throughout the tournament isn't really a good sign um but this morocco game does look like a good fixture when morocco are winning they're not high scoring games um they are pretty they are pretty much smash and grabs so there could be a potential for a clean sheet here um obviously their points for the defenders aren't very high at the minute just because they haven't had any clean sheets but still i think hernandez is probably the the best option um most attacking threat out of that defense open mercado was a bit worrying obviously they they did beat us but um I did look he did seem like he's quite an aggressive tackler and he did dive in for a lot of tackles so it could be a yellow card risk or the risk of giving away penalties um, but I'd probably say Hernandez or Kunde were the best options. Or Meccano, he is a bit cheaper at 3.5 opposed to 4, so could be a good option. And then one person I did leave out is Dembele, and he's only 3.5 million in their midfield. So that midfield, I don't think there's that many good options in midfield at the minute, so at 3.5 million, he could be a good one to choose. And then on to Morocco. Um, yeah, I've, I've not really included them on my players to target in very many episodes, so... They're in the semi-final, got to give them the credit they deserve. Um, so here is the players to target from the Morocco team. Um, so they've had four clean sheets out of five games. They've conceded one goal all tournament, which was an own goal. So no opponent has scored past Morocco in this tournament so far, which is a ridiculous stat, to be honest. Um, personally, I can't see them winning, but they've been getting through every game so far. So how can you really rule them out? Um, so you've got Yusuf Nassiri at 2 million. He's their top goal scorer with uh, two goals in total. And he's on 21 points. Then they're pretty strong, obviously, with that defensive record. A lot of their top point scorers are defenders. So you've got Hakimi, who's 3 million. He's got one goal. Uh, sorry, he's got one assist and four seven ratings. And he's on 34 points at the minute. Um, and then you've got Sace, who used to play for Wolves. He's 2 million. And he's got one goal and two ratings. But I'd... I'd Go for Hakimi because he's a very attacking defender. Um, and I think he, I've seen him take a few free kicks in the tournament as well. So I'd, I'd pick him out as um, probably the best player to target in my opinion. And you've got Ziyech as well, who's 
obviously at Chelsea, but looks a totally different player for Morocco. He's got one goal, one assist, and he'd cost you three million. Again, I mentioned I don't expect them to be favourites in this game, but if they do get knocked out and the favourites go through, there's a good chance they face Croatia in the uh, third place playoff. And you've seen their fans going crazy. I think they could potentially even go all out for that game. Rather than be a bit more defensive against some of the bigger sides, they might just want to give their fans like one last send-off and go a bit more attacking. So we'll see how that goes. But I definitely will consider bringing in maybe one player from this side. So then on to my vlog team update. And this team is looking very worse for wear. Um, and I've seen a lot of other people's teams and they probably look fairly similar. With some of those big games happening and a lot of upsets, um, there's a lot of eliminated players in these teams. So I'll start with my current team before I make any changes. Um, I've got Nopper in goal, who's just been eliminated. I've got Danilo and Militao. Um, you'd have seen from previous episodes that I went pretty heavy on Brazil players, thinking they'd um, get through that Croatia game. And it was so gutting, that last, that last goal they conceded to take it to penalties. Um, but anyway, I've got Danilo that got eliminated and Militao. Harry Maguire, I, I had in my predictor that I thought France would beat England. Um, so quite unlucky there. I did have my heart in my mouth when he had that header that was really close, but it wasn't to be. He's eliminated as well. Um, Guerrero from Portugal. I then went in on Portugal players because I thought they'd do Morocco. Um, so I've actually got Guerrero, Fernandes and Ramos all from Portugal. So midfield was Bruno Fernandes and Vinicius Junior and Asensio from Spain, who I just still didn't get round to um, removing after he was eliminated, also by Morocco. Then up front, Messi, Ramos and Mbappe. So Messi and Mbappe are the only players that I have remaining from this side that aren't eliminated. Um, so I'm on 278 points in total. I have got eight transfers remaining, which is a bit more on the higher side compared to some of my other teams. And then I've got nine eliminated players. So as you can see, eight transfers remaining, nine eliminated, eliminated players. It's not a good place to be in. So I pretty much have to uh, rejuvenate this entire squad. So I'm going to use all eight transfers on these semi-final fixtures, pretty much because of the reasons I said. Any players that you bring in from these teams have a potential to play an extra fixture if they are eliminated because they'll play the third place playoff. But one thing to consider is you can only make three transfers a day. So if I wanted to use eight before the semi-finals, I'm going to have to use three today, which is Monday when I'm filming this. So three on Monday, three on Tuesday before the lineups for the Argentina-Croatia game, and then two before the France-Morocco game. So that's my eight done then. And here is how I'm going to use those transfers. So Nopper in goal, I'm going to change him for Emi Martinez. Like I said, I think with penalties and that sort of thing, I think he's a really good option for those shootouts, penalty saves. And I think Argentina have got a good fixture in Croatia, really. Croatia haven't been that free, uh, free scoring. Then I'm going to do Militao for Otamendi. Like I said, I think Otamendi's probably the most safe option from that Argentina defence at the moment. And then I'm going to do Vinicius Junior out for Luka Modric. So I'm making these transfers first because it's the first game and they're my three that I'm going to make tonight. Modric I'm putting in mostly because that penalty and set-piece risk uh, threat that he has. And then I'm going to move on to the next day. I'm going to take out Harry Maguire for Hernandez from France. 
Bruno Fernandes for Usman Dembele. And then I'm going to take Ramos out for Giroud. So I'm going quite France heavy for this Morocco game. Again, I mean, I'm when I had this predictor, I'm back in the favourites. I just can't bring myself to bring players in from players that I don't think are going to win. Um, as much as there have been upsets, they're so unpredictable. So uh, again, I'm going to back mostly Argentina and France here. So yeah, Maguire to Hernandez, Bruno Fernandes to Dembele and Ramos to Giroud. And then on the day of the France game, I'm going to do Danilo to Hakimi, Guerrero to Kunde. And that's all of my transfers used. Probably a bit hard to process doing eight transfers in one go. So I've just made this little diagram here. So it's going to be Emi Martinez in goal, Otamendi, Hakimi from Morocco, Hernandez and Kunde in defence. I'm going to do Modric and Dembele in midfield. And then I've got that one eliminated slot, which was Asensio, that I, I just don't have the transfers to replace. Then up front, I'll have Messi, Giroud and Mbappe. So I've pretty much backed the favourites, in my opinion, Argentina and France. But then I've got Hakimi and Modric from Morocco and Croatia, just in case it does go the other way. But I have got that double chance of the third place playoff. So I'm pretty happy with that lineup. So that's how my team is going to line up for the remainder of the tournament. All of my transfers used. Um, eager to get your opinions on this team going into the uh, final two games to see what you think. Uh, my best team currently. Um, so this one was on 278 points. My best team is currently on 315 points. Um, but... In that team, I've only got five transfers left and eight elimin eliminated players. So I'm not really going to be able to field as many players in these last few games compared to this team here. So I'd be quite interested to see whether this team that has less points but more transfers and more players remaining can finally catch up with that team and even potentially do better. So that'll be interesting to see. That is everything for this semi-final episode. So thank you for watching and please subscribe to the channel for more Sun Dream Team content. If you're listening on Spotify, do give us a follow on there as well. And good luck with your teams going into this semi-final and final games. I'll probably do one more episode of this World Cup series just ahead of the final and that third place playoff. So we'll see you on those ones. Thanks for watching. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.